Okay, welcome back to the fourth ever episode of the Water Carrier Podcast with your host, Billy Bannigan. Today, I'm joined by a special guest, one of my good mates, and he's just a legend all around the field, big Richmond Tigers supporter. He is backing in a three-peat next year, Paddy Lynch. How are you, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. How are you, Billy? Yeah, I'm well today. Yeah, just I'm excited yeah, to get this good. podcast done. But not excited yeah, to talk about the grand final. Yeah, bet you not. All right, so let's get into it. All right, that is the intro music that everyone loves as I've got the responses and the feedback from. And it's not played through a mic. I don't know what that... I don't know what people are saying. I'm, I'm, playing, I'm playing that on my phone. I don't know what that rumor is about at all. All right, let's get into the grand final. So, Richmond versus the Cats. It was a big game. Do you want to take it away? Yeah, it was. Just with your thoughts? Um, yeah, no, I thought um, the first like, two quarters were quite disappointing from the Tigers, like, in that perspective. Um, like, Geelong just took, like, they just had the game in their hands, but I reckon they just didn't convert that, like, that time into like good, good like goals and stuff, which I think yeah. and you're not led wrong them to losing the game. Yeah, yeah. That was my main takeaway from the game is that Geelong just could not convert when they needed to. Yes, we were. Yes, the Cats were sort of four goals up in that second quarter, but we should have been five or six goals up, definitely, and we shouldn't have allowed that Dustin Martin goal at the end of the quarter. There, I think that's probably the problem we've seen with Geelong with these recent teams in recent years, even just talking about the prelim against the Tigers last year, we used to have guys like Paul Chapman, Stevie Johnson, they'd just kick goals out of nowhere and they convert. Whereas now we sort of don't have those forwards that when we are dominating, we're not converting and we're not seeing that come into our game and then obviously resulting in the wins. Yeah, Yeah, so I think there is a lot to take away from the game. But, yeah, any more to talk Like, what was going through your head in that second quarter when you were four goals down? Um, Well, I was very disappointed because I, like, had no hope and I thought we were going to get, like, absolutely smashed uh, in the last, like, two quarters because we were quite down by quite a bit. Um, but, like, luckily, that didn't happen. But otherwise, I was just, like, yeah, scared. Is this a take from a Geelong bias supporter? Or did Dusty just carry the Tigers to this victory? I'm just going to um, put that one there. I think that that is like wrong since in the last like five minutes, we were neck and neck. And I think Dusty kicked two or three goals. Was it three goals in the last quarter? Something like that? Yeah, about so three goals. I don't goals. think Dusty carried us to it. I think Dusty played a part in it, a strong part to um, taking us to the flag. Yeah, well... He did play exceptionally well and was a result was awarded with the Norm Smith medalist. And that's his third. So he's really making a case for becoming the greatest of all time with someone that still has multiple years left in him. So that was my, that leads me to my other question is obviously Dusty was a clear standout, but who was your second best player for the Tigers and who was your best player for the Cats? Um, Obviously, I think like our um, 
our best and fairest is here, Jaden Short. I backed him in to um, win the Norm Smith until about like three quarter time, and then Dusty basically just took it home. Um, but like, yeah, so basically, I'd say Short is our second best for that yeah. game. And um, I have to give credit to him. Yeah, otherwise, I think um, Geelong's best player in the granny was probably um, Eda Stewart, although he did play like the loose man, which um, like made a bit of a difference. But isn't Otherwise, that what Jaden Short plays? The loose man? Um, kind of, but not, not like sitting back. He's normally like a bit more wing, like back kind of thing. But so you're just saying the um, difference is, so, so they play the same roles, but one sits forward and one sits back. Yeah. yeah. Um, otherwise, I think Mitch Duncan had a pretty good game. Yeah, I can agree with that. Mitch Duncan, clutch. Uh, yeah. Obviously not enough to get us to the, to the win, but yeah. I mean, that's one of the main things, as we've talked about before, that when Geelong didn't convert enough, we saw only kick seven goals and four of them coming from your midfielders. You can't be re- relying so hard on midfielders to kick goals. And we've seen this in recent years, like I've been talking about, where we, where we have relied on players like Duncan, Kelly, Menengola to kick goals in big games for us. And yeah. we just our forwards just couldn't get it done. So speaking about our forwards... Dangerfield sitting deep forward, even after half time, when it was when it felt like we could just if we, you know, put him in the midfield, it could probably put a stop to any Richmond momentum from that dusty goal. So what do you think of him staying forward that whole game? Um, I thought it was actually like a very good like play by Chris Scott. Um, but like in the first half it was like good, but touching then again like um how they didn't convert. I think in the um second half him not moving uh, into the mid wasn't like the right thing since like you guys, I think you guys got dominated in clearances in the end. Where yeah, in the we... first half you guys were killing him. Killing him. Yeah. Hang on, did you say there that we were dominated in the uh center clearances? In in the in the first half, uh you guys were dominating in clearances and then I think we came back in the second half with the clearances. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. The Tigers did come back in the clearances and that's probably when you need to think about moving Dangerfield back because yeah, back into the midfield into the midfield because I don't think it works for long periods of time. Like yes, it was so influential into us winning against both Collingwood and Brisbane. However, yeah. I just think there's a different there's differences in the teams we're playing. If I I don't know. Maybe I'm getting at something a bit far fetched, but yeah. So, other than Geelong sort of not converting, what do you think the Cats did wrong in this game? What is there any other reason why they didn't end up with the W? Um, I don't really like. Don't know, but um, I think like the main thing was the goal. But otherwise, like I think in the last like quarter, they kind of they seemed like really slow and just like not really wanting to play anymore. Yeah, seems. yeah. Um, but then again, you guys would like you had uh, Abdul on the field who had a broken shoulder, and then like in that last fifteen minutes, you also had Simpson who was out. Yes, yeah, you guys had a, a bit of momentum uh, moving, like with the Simpson thing, like when Simpson got knocked out, and then since the play stopped for like fifteen minutes, you guys yeah, just like, kind of lost it. Yeah, we sort of we did stem the bleeding there, and then we got back with that men and goal, the goal. Which yeah. was a 
great to see. You know, he was almost 60 out there. But that limited it to three goals, but wasn't enough for us to get yeah. back into it. But, um, like, the game was very close throughout the whole game, except for, like, the last five minutes, which we just kicked, yeah. like... Well, we were dominated in the third quarter, but the results are still close. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so then... Well, let's talk about the Tigers, more importantly. What did they do right? Um, I think just... I think we had very... Like, our tackling was very good um, and putting, like, um, pressure on the ball. Yeah. Um, then again, I think, like, our goal-kicking was quite good. I don't know how many points we kicked. But um, I also think when it got into our forward half, um, we, we locked it in and didn't let it get out, which um, like kind of led to us scoring more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's here. I think we might wrap it up there. But before we do, yeah. in, finish, in talking about finishing the grand final, obviously we can talk about what this does for Dusty's legacy and for the Tigers' legacy as a dynasty. But yeah. I'd like to hear your what were your pre-predictions for the game, like, you know, your tips for Norm Smith's first goal, things like that. Because I've just yeah. got passion. I've got uh, 20 minutes of battery life left on the computer. So I'm just going to get the charger yeah. and you just uh, let people know. Okay. Um, so I had two predictions for the game, one leading towards um, Geelong and the other one leading towards Richmond. So I had, um, of course, uh, Dusty to win the Norm Smith. Uh, Tigers get up by 15 points. Um, and Tom Lynch to kick the first goal. And then my Geelong prediction was um, Geelong to, to win by, like I think it was like 21 points. Um, Gary Rowan to kick the first goal. And I think I had Danny Fell to win the Norm Smith. Um, yeah, so that was my prediction for those. Uh, but then again, uh, Richmond got up, which uh, the other one from going through. Well, yes, your yeah. predictions did sound a lot more accurate than mine. Yeah. Now, if we go over my predictions in the infamous sources multi, if yeah, that's what you'd like to say it as. Who did I, I think I had some rogue picks for Norm Smith. I, I, I really did yeah. think Sam Simpson and Jed Buse were going to have the game of their life. And I believe I might have said Sam Simpson for Norm Smith, which is yeah. thinking about that uh, yeah. now that the game has passed. Definitely. And also talking about my predictions, there was someone else I said. I think I said Gary Abbott would have a big game, but obviously he couldn't do much with that shoulder. No, actually, you said, you said Gary Rowan to kick five, uh, I think. Gary Rowan five, to kick five. five. Yeah. Didn't you actually yeah. have some uh, thoughts and comments you'd like to give on my predictions? Yeah. Um, so I was just going to say, so last week you jinxed Gary Rowan, Simpson, Simpson um, and Gary Ablett and Geelong, um, like with your sources multi, saying that Gary Rowan was going to kick five goals and 20-plus disposals. Simpson was to have the game of his life. And I think you also had Gary Ablett to kick like a lot of goals and Geelong to win by a lot. Mm, yeah. How do you feel about that? I'm disappointed. I I can't say I jinxed it. Yeah. Uh, I think I have to say I was far-fetched tipping Gary Rowan to have the game of his life. I also said the same yeah, about definitely. Jed Buse, which yeah. I can't believe I said that. That's poor for me. I think Gary Rowan had a stinker. Yeah, he did. 
I think we're actually um, going to have to scrap Sources Multi after that performance. Yeah, maybe. Um, what else was I going to say? I also um, noted that so um, last week with Sources like Multi, yeah. um, you and your dad both had like different opinions. He said that... Um, oh, wait, shit. Sorry, I stuffed that up. No, um, fine. So how do you feel um, about how Mark Flanagan was closer on the polls of the North Smith than you? Well, I don't want to hear this because if we actually talk about this, Mark Brannigan has gone out and said, I'm going to make a big statement about Chihuly for Norm Smith. The guy was the yeah. third favourite. It's not a big prediction. He thinks he's... Mark Brannigan thinks he's a massive unit or something. I don't know what's going on in his head, but... Yeah. Just... Well, he, incorrect. He, he was said, incorrect, surely. He had three people. I think he had Asprey, I think Hawley and... Broad, yeah, broad which, as well. Yeah, which broad? I know maybe. Um, oh, no, the don't said broad. Started. Um, the voice that said broad, broad, um, meant to say short, but that still just counts for Mark Brannigan being closer than you. Well, is this a conspiracy theory that Lee Matthews was listening to the podcast, and that's why he gave maybe that's why he gave broad the two votes? You don't know. You never know. Okay. Well. Sources multi is probably finished for the moment. Don't know if the uh, segment will come back to the podcast ever. But I think we'll have a new segment for this episode. Later, we'll be talking about free agency. We'll probably start that in a minute, talking about free agency and the trade period coming up. And the new yeah. segment is... Pat. So I've, obviously, I've got my special guest here, Paddy Lynch, also commonly yeah. known as the P-Dog at 12 from his Fortnite days. So I thought the yeah. new segment would be called P-Dogger's predictions. Right. So, do you want to get into that? Sure, and then okay. we just finish talking about the dynasty and the Dusty Martin effect. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, free agency started on Friday and then trade period starts yeah. on Wednesday. So, hopefully, you're listening to this on a Sunday. So, the confirmed deals at the moment have been Isaac Smith to Geelong, Joe Danaher to Brisbane. And I believe that's all. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Jeremy Cameron I think has Zach been... Williams. Oh yeah, Zach Williams as well. You're right there. Zach also Williams. Carlton. And then Jeremy Cameron, his offer was matched by Jed Rio, so there will probably be a trade or it will go to the national draft, but I believe it will result in a trade. So yeah. I've got some big names in the sort of trade period that have been thrown around. Some far fetched, some you know, almost done deals. And then some are still contracted players and some are out of contract players. So first of all, I'll start with Stefan Martin, Brisbane Ruckman. Yeah. Oh, Um, just before we go, for the listeners, for this segment, we'll just be doing if if they're staying or they're going and if they're going to which club. Yep, hit it away. Um, So my prediction was, um, I was actually wrong on this one. Uh, Since recently, Brisbane came out about them getting rid of a couple of players. So I said um, he'll stay. Um, but if the list size uh, gets reduced by like a lot, he'll have to go. But um, he is staying at the moment. So that's wrong. Well, he is out of contract and clubs always do say they're staying. However, yeah. I think they can afford to let him go. Even though he is that experienced, they probably do. They are lacking at the moment at Brisbane. They can probably afford yeah. to have the Laddams and the Oscar McInerney not Ladham, sorry, just 
Oscar McInerney go permanent ruck for a while and have Hipwood in yeah. the forward line. Yeah, but um, I reckon um, at the moment with like, you saw with um, like Richmond, us losing Soldo was quite quite big. Yeah, um, definitely. Not having and you got dominated in the hitouts in that game, which was surprising to see. Yeah. I think it was, which was, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, no, we got dominated because we didn't have Soldo. Okay. Oh. Brad Crouch has been linked to the Saints. Thoughts? Yeah, no, I definitely thought Saints. Um, but then again, I thought that um, if uh, he doesn't go there, I can. Oh no, wait! I'll come to that part later. Okay. But I definitely yeah. think Saints for broadcast crash. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Cameron, I'll just do this one. I think the deal will get done at Geelong. I think it'll be a trade, and I think Stephen Wells knows what he's doing here. Okay. Yeah. No. Same. Uh, one of your most memorable players that you commonly talk about, Lin Jong. He's out of contract at the um, Doggies. Where yeah. is he off to? Um, if you were paying attention to the media last couple of days, he actually got um, he signed a two-year deal about two days ago. Oh, has he? So, Jeez. Yeah. You're on the ball, Peter, and I love to hear it. I know. Yeah. Okay. Josh Dunkley, another Doggies player. Um, Essendon, I thought. Yeah, I've heard yeah, that as well. I yeah, I think I've seen that. Uh, last doggies player I have on this list here is Lockie Hunter. Yeah, Lockie Hunter. Um, bit of a bit of a weird one, but I, I was thinking North, North Melbourne. North. All right. Yeah, I don't mind that. Don't mind that. Good to hear. Okay, Adam Chalor. Um, I was thinking Suns, but recently, um, I was listening to um the radio and um, uh, the Suns guy came out and said that they haven't talked to Chalor. So that one I'm not sure about at the moment. Yeah, that one I'm not sure either because if you're the Suns, I don't know if you want to give up pick five for what is pretty much a salary dump if you're the Pies. Yeah, where pick pick five could get them another like ripper of a player. Yeah, exactly. And I've heard that this that I've actually heard from Connor Lynch, your brother, that the that the Suns want to trade up to get a better player due to belief that obviously if Saints if the Crows get compensation pick. Their pick five will... Sun's pick five will be dropped to pick seven. And there's belief that this draft has a major drop-off after the top five. Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe that... Yeah. Adam Shaw for pick five could, could be a good deal. But okay. then again, I'm sure. Okay. I'll take the next two here. So, Jesse Hogan. I've heard the GWS rumours. They've been circling largely. I'm just going to come out here. Big call. I reckon the Pies, if they get rid of Chilo, I think they can have a sh- they might have a shot at him. Okay, next yeah. Pies player. No, sorry, not a Pies player. Cox. I think he'll stay. I don't think he's going anywhere. Linked to the Bulldogs, but I think he'll stay. Then I'll yeah. take this one. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, you go. Oh, no. I was, yeah, I had the exact same for Hogan, Collingwood. But um, Cox, I was thinking Essendon. Because they're looking for a forward since the Dons. Interesting. Yeah, the Dons. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if they'd be able to afford it, but yeah, good shout. Yeah, maybe. Fantasia. That's a Dons player. I think Port think this is almost a done deal. Not much to talk about there. Same here. Okay. Two meter Peter. Big bloke at the Suns. Where do we think he's off to? I was thinking Hawthorne or Richmond, but. I had to talk to Connor. Connor's not 
Hawthorne's not um, happy about if he goes to Richmond. Mm. Yeah. I think Hawthorne for me. Yeah. Uh, Taranto. Um, Another ex This is the one. Blue. Yeah, this is the one that I was talking about with uh, Brad Crouch. Um, so I think since the Saints are looking for a pre- like a half decent mid, I'm thinking if Brad Crouch doesn't go there, I can be looking to get Tim Taranto. Yeah, no, I I actually rate that shout. Could see him ending yeah. up with the Saints. Uh, Jack Gunston. Um, so going on about Ben Brown, I think he'll be leaving to Melbourne. And so I reckon Jack Gunston will go to the North. Okay. Nice. You think Jack Gunson to North? Jeez. Yeah. I think North is staying in Melbourne. Okay. Now, these two are a bit far-fetched. Just just out of the blue rumours. Clayton Oliver, where's he off to and why? Um, He'll probably stay. But if he was to go to a club, I reckon he'll go to um, Carlton. But I don't actually think he'll go to Carlton. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to make another big call. I think... If you're the Saints, you're sort of lacking that A-grade talent. Obviously, you have steel, but you're lacking an A-grade player that can win you games. I don't know if Clayton Oliver necessarily is that, but I think he's an upgrade on a Brad Crouch or a uh, Tim Taranto, as we were just talking about before. Okay, I'll take the next few. Yeah. Uh, Angus Brayshaw at the Ds. I think this is just all false rumours. think he'll be staying. Don't think there's much in that story. And then... Probably one of the most interesting ones of this trade period is Ben Brown. Where do you think he's off to? I reckon he's off to Melbourne. I don't reckon there's many clubs that will want him because he was good about 2017 and it's kind of dropped off since then. Yeah, I was. I am thinking Melbourne and it does make the most logical sense, but I, I do see a late, a late trade for the Pies. The Pies come in and sweep him if they... Get Trelaw off their hands. I reckon, yeah, actually, think, um, thinking about that, I reckon they could go um, Trelaw to the Suns and then Colin will get pick five and then they'll trade pick um, five, which will probably turn to pick seven uh, for Ben Brown, maybe, for a forward. Yeah, interesting. Okay, Jack Higo, Higgins. Been linked to Carlton. I think this is St Kilda, written all over it. Yeah, no, definitely. I'd take it as well. Uh, another yeah. interesting one here is Alir Alir. Um, I was thinking either Fremantle or Port Adelaide. Fremantle, because I have heard Port Adelaide, but what's the reasoning behind Fremantle? Um, I don't know. I was just thinking of random clubs, but I thought um, since Fremantle, they don't really have like a, a main backman, I'd say, or do they? I can't think of one. Yeah, um, I'm struggling to think as well. I think they're just, I don't know, they might just be looking for someone to and kind of play a key role. fit that age bracket for their next shot at a premiership, maybe. I think he's about 26. Yeah. So he'll be around 30 in four years' time, which I think would suit them. Yeah. Uh, and then another one of your favourite players to wrap it up here, because we've have probably dragged it on with the free agents, Riley Boner. I don't... Who is that player? <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? <laughs> who is that player? He, he's the player at Port Adelaide. No. My favourite player at Port Adelaide is um, either... He's probably Dougal Howard. 
Hang on. No, just tell us where he's going. Who? Riley Boner? Yeah. I don't know. I've never heard of him. You've never heard of Riley Boner? Never. Mate, you constantly drag on about this bloke behind the scenes. No. I think you're getting stuck with your Christmas list. I'm getting what? <laughs> don't worry. All right. Well, we could wrap it up here. I think we'll just have one more two minutes just finishing on Dusty and the dynasty that is the Tigers. So, yeah. becoming one of the biggest dynasties in sort of the 2000s, 2010 area. So, now up there with the Lions, the Cats, the Hawks, and now themselves. So, where do you think they rank among these teams? Um, I reckon... It's a bit of a like a bit of a like a bit of a weird opinion, but um, I reckon they're all quite even. But um, especially in the time of like uh, since like Brisbane a long time ago, and I think they're only sixteen teams. Like yeah. um, yeah, and yeah, then Hawthorne. Yeah, so Hawthorne and then um, Geelong as well. I reckon Hawthorne was probably the best team. Um, like during, like, like with the three feet. Yeah. Um, I reckon Richmond probably sit second or third on that. Um, like. In terms table, of talent, all the teams. This might be seen as bias. I think Richmond are the least talented team out of all those, but I Definitely. think they're one of the one of the they're one of the best in terms of their structure and they way that the way they play as a collective. Yeah, easily since um like was it four years ago Richmond were thirteenth. And um, probably, like, we're almost broke, I think. Yeah. Um, On the verge of sacking Dimmer Hardwick. Yeah. And um, luckily, Brendan Gale and Peggy, um, like, trusted him and knew what they were doing. Um, but something that Richmond has changed, like, throughout, like, the whole of AFL um, is that, it, like, you don't need all your players to be, like, amazing and you don't need one player to carry you, where um, you can have, like, multiple, like, half-decent players, which will basically build up to, like, a almost god team. Yeah, that come in and just play their role for the team. Yeah. Okay, and before we go, last one I have is, where do you rank Dustin Martin all-time? Is he in your top five? Is he up there with the names of Gary Ablett Jr., Gary Ablett Sr., Lee Matthews, Wayne Carey, so-and-so? Yeah. Um, I would definitely put Dusty up there, although I don't think Dusty's like the kind of player that will rock up to home and away uh, games and like absolutely just like like just absolutely like dominate. Um, I think he's more of a player that will come in clutch, like as you see in like all finals. Like he kind of builds his way up to make it seem like he's brilliant in the finals. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. I think he is one of the best in the game and probably making his case for one of the best of all time. But he's, he's not up there with Gary Ablett Jr. just yet. That's all I'll say. And I, think that's where it, we can, I think that's where we can leave the podcast with my yeah, bias. Yeah, stance. So that is the fourth episode of the podcast, talking about the AFL Grand Final and free agency and trade predictions with P-Dogger, also known as Paddy Lynch. So good to have you on, mate. 
Hopefully yeah, we can get you on a few more. Get, get your um, old man, Steve Lynch and Paddy Lynch and uh, yeah. Connor Lynch. Yeah. Maybe even get Emma on. I think she has some input. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Maybe. Yeah, she does know Billy Brownless, so she has her connections around the league. So yeah. I'll t- talk to you later. So enjoy. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Right. Thanks, Billy.